Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Ninety years ago, the world dealt with things just as terrifying as the pandemic we're in the midst of today. In the 1930s, more than 24 percent of Americans found themselves out of work as the Great Depression brought the global economy to its knees. And in the 1930s through 1945, a world war annihilated record numbers of soldiers and civilians. Seventy-five million people perished. So how did people get through those horrible times? Well, in many cases, they danced. And I'm not talking about the bump and grind. I mean the Lindy Hop, the Jitterbug, the Charleston, and the St. Louis Shag. And that's Flying Home by Benny Goodman and Lionel Hampton, a great tune first recorded in 1939, a tough year for a whole lot of people. Christian Frommelt has similar plans to dance his way through this pandemic. He's hosting free online dance classes now every Wednesday, and he's hoping to help St. Louis get moving and maybe even put a smile on their faces while they're doing it. So here to tell us all about it is Christian Frommelt. Christian, thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's such a pleasure. You put a smile on my face. Well, thank you. And that music put one on mine. So thank you for selecting it for us. Now, you've been working pretty much full time as a dance teacher for six years now. I imagine this social distancing thing must be really hard on you. Uh, Absolutely. I make most of my income uh, teaching dance and and traveling places and teaching dance. And uh, for, for me and for a lot of my peers, our schedule's you know, just cleared out all of a sudden. Um, but beyond that, just for anyone who joy, enjoys uh, swing dancing or other social dances, you know, they find themselves stuck at home and not able to uh, move to the music in a communal way and socialize through dance. Have you been able to continue any of your regular classes uh, using technology, or does that just not make sense for the kind of things you're teaching people? Well, um I haven't been doing group classes locally for a while, but I do have um, some some students who take private lessons from me, and we switched to some video exchanges, mm. um, and and that was the earliest thing that I did in response to um, the the adjustments that we all had to make, and it kind of primed me for uh, doing doing these live stream videos. Yeah, so tell me about these these live stream videos. You're doing these every Wednesday. They're open to anybody? Yes, I mean, anyone's welcome to, to join in. Um, I did cr- create it through the St. Louis Swing Dance Facebook group um, to target people who are, are already uh, in the swing dance world. And what I chose to do was to focus on a classic routine every week. So, um, have you ever done the electric slide? You know what? I am the one American who has never done the electric <laughs> slide, but I'm sure all of our listeners have. So, totally. It's culturally, it's a it's a reference point for for most people. Um, and back in the day, there were all sorts of routines um, that that uh, were done sort of like the electric slide, um, and some were were more complicated and more for performances. Um, but I've decided that that was a an easy way for me to to focus a dance class and keep people who were 
um, accustomed to going out dancing every week, uh, dancing at home. So are you looking to keep it pretty simple, or is this more targeted at somebody who's already out dancing? Yeah, it's targeted for people who already dance. Um, but honestly, uh, you know, from from getting on this call with you and everything, I'm I'm already brainstorming ways that I can perhaps simplify things and just welcome more people into the fold because there are simpler routines um, that uh, are more accessible. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that you know it can inspire anyone to to dance through this time. Now, bigger picture, when we talk about swing dancing, what do we even mean by that? Is there a precise definition that makes it swing? Um, so, in my in my opinion, swing dancing uh, is in reference to the music. Um, but that said, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands, of derivatives from the the earliest forms of jazz and swing. Um, but in in my community. Um, we focus on jazz dances that are done to swing music, like Flying Home. And, and you mentioned the Lindy Hop and, and the St. Louis Shag when you uh, introduced the segment. And um, there's tons of dances, tons of partner dances, Balboa, other forms of Shag, Charleston, that will all get mixed together. Um, some people might focus more on one style or more on another. Some people like to dance fast. Other people like to only dance to slower music. Um, but what connects all of those styles in our community is our enthusiasm for swing music, um, for the originators of, of those music styles, but also for the contemporary musicians who produce it today. And uh, they're also doing a lot of live streams themselves. Um, so we're still able to enjoy live music as well from afar. That's so cool. I love that people are finding ways around all these restrictions. I have to ask, though, uh, this St. Louis shag that we've both referenced now, I understand this is one where where you travel to other cities, people want you to do it. Is this something that really has its roots in St. Louis, or someone just gave it this name? Um, that's a great question. There's, I think there's a, some misconceptions around it for people who... Um, maybe learn swing dancing elsewhere, but uh, culturally it's, it's still um, present in St. Louis because um, people were learning it into the 60s and 70s. The person I learned from uh, learned in the late 50s, and that's John Bedrosian. Hmm. But St. Louis Shag, which if you were a dancer in St. Louis in the 30s, you just would have called it Shag, um, was basically a swing Charleston coming from late 20s styles. Um, there were collegiate styles like varsity drag happening in the late 20s. And um, a certain bundle of steps and a basic um, remained after the swing era. And um, dancers in St. Louis were incorporating that, that swing Charleston, which we call the shag, uh, into the rock and roll eras and, and beyond. So this might be a dumb question, but keep in mind, I'm the girl who's never even done the electric slide. So when we talk about the shag, I mean, that's kind of this 50s trope of people doing the shag. Is the, Are they all doing the St. Louis shag then? Um, in 1950s St. Louis? Uh, I mean, just, you know, in any of these sort of pop culture motifs where you see people doing the shag, is that is that the St. Louis shag? Or are there many shags? Yeah, that's a great question. So shag was 
um, a term akin to jitterbug, where it just had this wide application to whatever the young uh, dancers were doing. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's why we have the St. Louis shag, which we have to qualify with St. Louis now. Um, but there's a Carolina shag, mm. um, and there's also what we call collegiate shag today. Um, and those three types of shag have their own distinct basic and way of moving and, and maybe preference towards a certain style of, of swing music or rock and roll music. So there are different forms. So we can't take ownership of all shags, but we do have one significant part of shagging, basically. We've got a good one, I must say. So swing dancing, as, as we were talking about earlier, it's been a source of comfort and joy for Americans before. How much do those of you who practice this art today think about those historic parallels? Um, well, I think, you know, when you ask that, what I think of is that it's just a good reminder of how good dancing makes us feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the connection that we feel to the original dancers when they talk about just, you know, the Savoy Ballroom dancers in Harlem, um, where, where the original Lindy Hoppers created a lot of these styles, when they would talk about dancing to Chick Webb and these other bands where you just couldn't not move, um, we know what that feels like, and it gives us this cross-generational connection, and it also connects us to people all around the world. Do you think in some ways, though, what we're going through <clears throat> right now is, is harder than what happened, say, in the home front in World War II, um, in that we can't dance together? It just seems like a unique sort of um, situation that we're in here. Yeah, it's definitely unprecedented. And uh, I would I would much rather be doing classes in person. Um, but what I've... Uh, what I keep trying to resolve to do is just to be thankful that we have the technological capabilities to to dance with each other um, from afar. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, if, if it weren't for that, then we'd really be hurting, I think. Um, and we still can connect with each other. You know, I just got a message from uh, a friend who's a local dancer last night inviting me to a practice session. So it was going to be a smaller group, you know, 10, 10 people or so, and they were going to work on um, one of these routines together. So I think we're still um, able to to quench that that need to socialize, even if it's not in the ideal way that, that we would like to, sharing the same room and sharing the same sound waves. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And it's great to see, again, these, these innovations and the way you're able to use them. And so those classes, if people want to um, see what's up with that, those are happening Wednesdays um, and that people can go to the St. Louis Swing Dancing Facebook group? Yeah, they can check out St. Louis Swing Dance on Facebook and uh, the classes are Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Okay. Well, Christian Frommelt, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And we want to go out of today's show with another piece of music that you selected for us. Um, And this one is called uh, Fletcher Henderson's King Porter Stomp. Let's listen to that.
St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hemphill and Lara Hampton, with production assistance from Aaron Dore, Charlie McDonald, and Joshua Phelps. The senior producer is Emily Woodbury. The executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.